Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It's supposed to be Friday Fun Day, but I got to tell you, I'm in a mood. Unfortunately, for my man who's stepping in tonight on behalf of DJ DJ Potato Skins, you know, it's it's just I'm not I'm not at my usual jolly self. <laughs> So I apologize to everybody out there, but I'm cranky when I'm beginning to see the images of the U.S. military, these young men that signed up, volunteered, trusting the chain of command, right? Son, what was it he said in the movie, son? People follow orders or they die, right? We follow orders or people die. And that chain of command only works when the grunts, actually have a chain of command in which they can place their trust and trust their lives. That's the whole point of the chain of command, that you've got people giving you orders that you know that you can literally put your life on the line in order to follow. And that's not what we've got right now. And I'm incredibly disturbed by it. 888-344-1170. I'm streaming live right now on TheAnswerSanDiego.com. I know the camera's looking funky. We're going to take care of that in, in, in coming weeks. We've got bigger issues than whether or not the camera is funky on the Facebook Live. To, uh, on Fridays, we do Hear of the Week and Stink of the Week. We're going to continue to do that. We're going to continue to have Bob Walters on for, for his education segments because if we're going to turn this country around and we're going to no longer have crap going on like we've got going on in Afghanistan, we've got we've to start educating people on the truth about this country. And, and we, we can't win wars abroad when we've lost the culture war here and the battleground for the culture war is in the classroom. Uh Follow me on all the socials at Andrea K. Got to bring in my, my friend uh, who's not with me every night of the week, but I sure enjoy when he fills in. Of course, I'm talking about my man, DJ Jalapeno. I am back. I'm back, baby. That's right. Oh, I'm loving. That's one of my favorite old school jams. You know, he always brings the good music when he's here. Back to run the show. Back to run the show. Return of the Mac. Um, okay, you don't typically weigh in on any of the hot topics of the day, but I didn't know, given we have this, this is the uh, probably the greatest military and foreign policy disaster in, in American history. If you are so inclined to weigh in on that, feel free to do so, DJ Jalapeno. I, I, my, my personal belief is you're, you are the on-air talent. You are the political expert. I will leave that to you. And leave it. leave it to me to, you know, throw down the hits. All right. Very good. Okay. Um, you know what? I will accept that. I will accept that as me being. Uh-huh. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're back to run the show from the music standpoint, and I will continue to assume the mantle of the political expert. Um, not that I'm actually an expert, but I am somebody that became obsessed with politics um, back during the Iran uh, hostage crisis. And, yeah, I called it Iran, right? Who was the music group that called that referred to it as Iran? Was that uh, Bomb that was, Bomb Iran? Was that the, the— No, I thought you were talking about Flock of Seagulls. No. <laughs> and Iran, so far away? Uh, yeah, no, that's another classic from the 80s. No, I, um, Bomb Bomb Iran. Was that that the, was Barbara Ann as interpreted by John McCain. Oh, uh, Okay. <laughs> I actually thought there was a song called Bomb Iran from the Beach Men. Well, there could have been. I don't know. Okay. All right. Um, That's, again, why I leave politics to you. Very good. Um, Thank you for cheering me up. See, music does that to me. Music does actually soothe my soul. It can make me cry. It can lift my spirits. It can make me want to shake my groove thing. 
And thank you for playing that song and lifting my spirits. Um, in a nominee for Here of the Week for me this week is, and this is a story not getting a whole lot of coverage in the mainstream media, but Glenn Beck, who I've had my differences with, and I thought he was he was a kook. I didn't like how he handled the 2016 election. There was a lot of stuff going on there. Um, he's kind of, um, I have a love-hate relationship with him. I got to love a man whose Nazarene fund raised over $28 million for rescue operations in Afghanistan. And he's partnered with somebody who, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's a Cajun, Ken Folk of mine, Chad Robichaux, you know, I love any, Gotro, Robichaux, Charbonneau, uh, those are my people coming out of Louisiana. He is a former recon Marine, Semper Fi, I'm the daughter of two Marines. His Mighty Oaks Foundation, uh, in partnership with the Blaze, have been able to rescue 2,000 people in the past few days. And, you know, we had to go private, right? Uh, Because, you know, clearly the United States government, uh, however, um, and I don't think that it was about incompetence. I think this was planned. I think they knew exactly the chaos. I think think Biden, when he says, yeah, the, the chaos was inevitable, was actually showing his Freudian slip. His slip was showing there. I think absolutely this was intentional to have this chaos. They had the, and, and, that. They, and when they say that, look, we're running the most successful operation in American history to evacuate 100,000 Afghanis and people that aren't being feted. I absolutely believe that this is the success that they were looking for in bringing this many unvetted Afghanis and refugees to America. Well, Andrea, what makes you think it's intentional? Well, according to, you got to remember, last on last night's show, Congressman Andy Biggs had said that uh, that he's actually considers what's going on over there right now the State Department's failure, and he, they're going to introduce articles of impeachment against the State Department and Blinken. Uh, and that was confirmed today that who's behind all this and this disaster? Who did the military hand, hand all of this over to? They just left all these weapons skedaddled out of Bagram uh, Air, Air Force Airport and left it all in the hands of the State Department. Well, Glenn Beck is reporting with Tom Cotton that not only is the State Department behind all of this blundering, but that the State Department has actually refused... Other countries request for the United States to send Afghanis to them. We're talking about three Balkan countries, uh, North Macedonia, Kosovo, and Albania, all pledged to support Afghans who are fleeing from Afghanistan, but no refugees have been flown there by the U.S. This is according to a spokesperson for the government of North Macedonia, uh, who said on Saturday they've set up hotels for the refugees to shelter them. And they've just been waiting for the U.S. Uh, to send them Afghanis. And they have not only not received any, they have, there's been no communication from the U.S. government. Why would that be? Why would they know? Why would the U.S. government, in the middle of this chaos, desperate supposedly to get people out, out of Afghanistan, tell three countries who have set up a means to accept them, no. Uh, and according to the Macedonian prime minister, he said, we are rescuing a peaceful population who, has, who have cherished democracy for 20 years and who were helping and supporting their, their military. Because remember, we actually had a coalition of allies, right, supporting troops. And this, the prime minister of Macedonia is like, we'll take them in. We'll take in these interpreters. We'll take in these Afghanis who partnered with the allies. And the U.S. Department, uh, uh, the State Department and the U.S. government isn't doing it. Why? Uh, in Albania, the prime minister spokesman, Andriy Fuga, said they didn't know if, if refugees were going to arrive. Uh, the U.S. State Department and Defense Department refused to comment 
on why they would not send flights of fleeing Afghanis to North Macedonia, Kosovo, and Albania. We know the answer to that because they want them here. And why would they want them here for the same reason why they got the open southern border? Because they can bring in people that don't speak the language, don't match our culture, have no means to support themselves, and they can set them up, at, you know, and paid for by the taxpayers. And that's who's going to be an expansion of the dependency class and who will be voters of the Democrat Party. Meanwhile, we've got Americans still left over there that haven't been evacuated, right? This is, uh, you know, um, absolutely astounding. I don't think that right now, you know, I know that, uh, you know, I said last night, Congressman Andy Biggs is my favorite congressman, but the Republican Party in general is just, they're complicit in this. You know, they're not asking for anybody to resign. They're not calling for anybody's heads to roll. You know who is? A Marine officer. Marine officer Scott Scheller risked his career and did so knowingly to call out uh, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff Mark Milley and others. He risked his career and he went on social media. He is, I believe he's a lieutenant colonel. He said, the reason people are so upset on social media right now is not because the Marines on the battlefield let someone down. People are upset because their senior leaders let them down, and none of them are raising their hands and accepting accountability or saying we messed up. He said if an 05 battalion commander had the simplest live fire EO complaint, boom, he'd be fired. This guy went on to say, look, as of as of 413 today, I've been relieved for cause based on a lack of trust and confidence. And he says, my chain of command is doing exactly what I would do. Because, you know, he understands the chain of command. He risked his career. He knew he was going to be fired going public. But somebody has to. The father of one of these U.S. Marines who lost his life blamed Joe Biden for it. He said, Joe Biden turned his back on my kid. He said, he said my kid would have been safe under Donald Trump. But he's not. He, he wasn't safe under Joe Biden. And that's true. This is a hero. Millie, the rest of them, they're not heroes. Greg Kelly said yesterday, he said, he said, what's going on with these military supposed leaders that supposedly will risk their life for the country but not their careers? Because they're, they've all become politicians at this point. This is a hero. This man who gave up his career. I believe he was a lieutenant colonel. He was an officer. Looks like he's in his 30s or his 40s, literally gave up his career today to speak the truth about what's going on in the United States military. And he said, look, America has many issues, but it's my home. It's where my three sons will become men. America is still the light shining in a fog of chaos. When my Marine Corps career comes to an end, I look forward to a new beginning. My life's purpose is to make America the most lethal and effective foreign uh, diplomacy instrument. And while my days of hand-to-hand violence may be ending, I see a new light on the horizon. I hope this man runs for office. Right? And by the way, Chad Robichaux is another hero who's speaking out. He's the former the former recon guy working with Glenn, with Glenn Beck. I don't know how many former U.S. military special forces and beyond are actually over there right now trying to get Americans out. But I believe that there are many and they need our prayers tonight because the U.S. government has completely abandoned our military, everything that the core stands for, everything this government stands for. And and when the, the head of CENTCOM yesterday said, we have partnered with the Taliban, that's exactly what's going on. They have partnered with Islamic terror. I'm going to take a break. We come back. Miranda Acacia coming up. 
Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. Before we go to my buddy Bob Walters, he's in the, I don't follow baseball. What is it when they, they're, they're waiting to go, and they're swinging a bat, waiting to they're go? They're on deck. They're on, Bob Walters is on deck. Thank you. I don't know anything about baseball, but I know many of you do, and it's baseball season. Before we go to Bob Walters, I want to quickly go to the phones. Frank from San Diego's on the line, and I wanted him to have a chance to weigh in. Hello, my dear. Hey, Andrea, how you doing? I've been noticing that you've been a little down lately, and I think we all have. Yeah. And I just wanted to make a comment on your wonderful uh, uh, support of the Haitians and the, oh. and the people that are in you know dire need around the world. And it just goes to show that the American spirit is out there. Yes. And we're ex- I, I think the only good coming out of this whole thing is we're exposing just what the left is all about, you know, evil into the daylight. Well, that's true because we got to bring, you know, what what's the old cliche? Politically, sunlight is the best disinfected, and it's true. Abuse thrives in darkness, and we're being abused by our government, and and the abuse of the Americans over there in Afghanistan and our allies, and and particularly our our military, just breaks my right. heart. Uh, but it should be a wake up call to everybody. Uh, we got to go in a sec, Frank. One more thing you want to say, real quickly? Yeah, I wrote this little thing for you to give you cheer you up a little bit, and it goes like this. We Americans bring our blood to our military missions. That is mercy, compassion, freedom. When you make that commitment, get it right, because real men and women are going to make the ultimate sacrifice for God, family, and country. And lastly, we Americans are never out of the fight. That's beautiful, Frank. That's I'm going to get choked up. I got to leave it there. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's absolutely beautiful, and it's so true. And, you know, our our military are trained to fight and fight literally to the end, and that's what I'm prepared to do for this country. And that brings me to Bob Walters because he started fighting for our children and what's going on in these schools. He recognized that the battleground for the future of our country was in the schools years ago before anybody did. And he's an he's a tireless fighter for that, and he joins me for his Friday segment. Hi, hon. Hi, Bob Walters. Thank you for being here. I'm good. There's another day, another battle. <laughs> it is. You know what? Before I actually get into schools, a, a breaking news story today that for some reason has me compelled to ask you about it and get your thoughts on it. I don't even know if you've heard it, but Sirhan Sirhan was granted parole today. And, uh, you know, it's it, with everything going on, I, I, it's not getting a whole lot of attention. But do you have a reaction to that? Well, it's part of the governor's uh, release of prisoners. He urged the, the pardon take place because he's not eligible for the 76,000 uh, prisoners who were released directly by his pen. But he had to get the, uh, the board in order to approve this one. So I know it's bad. Makes no sense at all. He killed, killed, he killed one of the Kennedys, and and he's out free. Okay, for a life imprisonment. 
I, it doesn't really mean life, I guess. Yeah, and people are like, well, Bobby Kennedy's son thinks it's okay. This is actually, when it comes to crim- criminal uh, code, it's called the U.S. versus this person for a reason because it's, this is about somebody who committed a crime, not just in, in, in the course of killing Bobby Kennedy, but this is somebody who doesn't shouldn't be on the streets. This was a crime against the United States. This was a crime against fellow citizens in our country, right? So just because a family member is okay with him being granted parole doesn't mean we should be. And to me, this is a huge story when 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 a um, and and even taking the Ken, Kennedy name out of it, you know, this man was gunned down. He was assassinated. And to, to think that his killers has been granted parole is astonishing. This is a part of the cultural war that's going on in this country. And that and the battlefield is really in our schools. So let's get back to uh, your purpose for being here this week. What you got for us? OK, well, I got some points of good news, not a whole bunch today, but okay, we'll go with what I got. It. I'll take it. <laughs> Colorado Springs School District voted three to two to ban critical race theory after a black father said to the board, CRT keeps racism alive and we don't need to keep it. We need to end it. And they voted three to two to terminate the CRT training in the schools, which is great. That is great. Good news. Thank you, Bob. Well, then into your state, Louisiana. Oh, no. <laughs> had approved uh, about two weeks ago a, a bill that would ban transgender sports where the transgender men can compete against the women. They banned it. But the governor, to everybody's shock, yesterday vetoed it. Democratic mm-hmm. governor. Of course he did. <laughs> but the legislature got together two-thirds vote and they overrode it today. And it is back again as the law of the state of Louisiana. That's great news. And by the way, let me remind you all, Louisiana, while it's had a history of crazy Democrats, you know, controlling things, it is the only state in the the country divided by Catholic parish, not by county. So, um, you know, conservatism culturally typically is, is continued to be the order of the day. And I'm glad to see that that continue. Yeah, they did do it. Well, you got Florida, Texas and Tennessee in the past month, have voted to ban requiring masks by any government or private group. Uh, I wish more of the states did, but those three states did ban it in any way or form. There's been a court ruling. I, I'm not going to get into this today. Maybe I'll talk about it next week. Uh, the court in, Louis- in Florida ruled that uh, the governor didn't have the power to do that. So we'll see. Well, yeah, let's let's, uh, you know, spend a little time on that next week. I want to delve into it and see the implications on that ruling um, and really how much that might impact DeSantis's ban. Yeah, I agree. Wow. OK, I got one college crazy. Only one. Oh, uh, school are just starting. Fifty students at the University of Virginia were disenrolled for the fall classes for being out of compliance with the school vaccine shot requirement. The rest of the kids were complied, but these, most of them, had exceptions allowed on religious or the fact that they had COVID in the past, but they were still all evicted out of the class and forbidden to, to attend school this semester. Well, how were they evicted if they were given an exemption, whether it's because they had COVID in the past or because of, of a religious exemption? Why were they yeah. still evicted? The school dis- disavowed it. They didn't care about this religious exception, and they didn't care that that they brought proof that they had had the virus in the past. What school school was this? Where was this? University of Virginia. (laughs) This is just (laughs) insane. If you've had it, then you have natural immunity. 
and yeah. and we need to and, 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 and oh gosh i don't even want to get into all this stuff about you know science because you know the reality is 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 that the the way that hashtag science is working these days is they get to change it according to whatever whim right so really what the argument should be and should have always been is about freedom and whatever you believe and however comfortable you feel taking the shot take it but it should never be mandated on anybody anytime any place anywhere and if you already had the virus, why would you take the shots? I don't know. Is exactly. It- In fact, that's actually a concern. They did not do testing to see what would happen on somebody who had it. It's called pathogenic priming. And historically, they um, passed shots like this for viruses. They would test it on rodents who had had the virus. And in the past, when they tested it on rodents who had had viruses, they died, right? The last time these mRNA Vaxes were tested on rodents who had had it. They died. This time they didn't test it on rodents who had had it. So, you know, it, it's a problem. So, and and it could explain why some of, some of the deaths have occurred. Why some yeah. of the people that got the shots ended up um, with it and, and so much sicker. It could explain why the guy in New Orleans, speaking of uh, uh, New Orleans, a guy who had been on a school board, he was participating in the mRNA uh, clinical trial down there, and he dropped dead last week. Wow. A guy well, named Jimmy. Anyway news going on. You got a high school football coach in Utah who sparked a debate when he suspended all 80 players on the team. After last week's loss, he said the players needed to earn back the privilege of playing football. There had been record of some players cutting classes, others disrespecting teachers, plus a number of them cyberbullying a few of the students in the school. He gave all of them a cheat sheet that says, Union football character, which outlined the next steps they'd have to do to be reinstated and accepted by the football team. There was a lot, there was a lot, a lot of ruckus raised about it. I think it's good, good action on his part, frankly. Well, we're not, you know, you've given us so many stories about how, um, you, you know, from, you know, children need to be taught consequences of their actions, right? And that, and, and a consequence of an action is, um, you don't study, you get failed, right? They've removed that. They've removed testing to get into colleges, right? Um, you've given us reports about kids not, no, teachers not being allowed to discipline kids in any way in schools, right? And so, um, it, you know, it's refreshing to hear a story of a coach who, which, and 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 sports are not just an athletic physical exercise. You know, sports are also about building character. And so it's refreshing to hear a story coming out of a school um, that involves kids being taught consequences for their actions. I agree. It is. Then you got another situation. After arriving at school in Elgin County School in Ontario, Canada, the faculty discovered that a 12-year-old boy had an inhaler. School policy does not allow kids to handle their own medication, which is true of most schools, and they were required to take it, and they did. He, was a, he had a serious asthma condition, and had a doctor's note that the school had had gotten the previous week. During the day, he played outside, but then he had a serious attack and collapsed. Schoolmates carried him to the principal's office, but by the time they got him there and the administrator unlocked the drawer in which it was placed, the the kid expired. (gasps) Yeah, he died. Wow. And the doctor talked to the school, informing them that Ryan needed it given his serious condition. Anyway, the, the government, to, the, to their respect, the government then passed a bill that allows such kids in the future to have their hair on them if they have a doctor's requirement. Well, of course, 
They killed yes. this kid by denying him his medication. Of course, that's what's going on these days in, in other respects by denying people treatments. This is ridiculous. I have an inhaler. I carry it with me. In fact, I've got it right here. I mean, it's and, and mine is a, re, a rescue inhaler. I don't have asthma. I don't use it every day. Um, yeah. But when when I when I'm struggling, my my you know lungs are struggling to get air. You know, I got to have it. I, you know, I can't be I can't be going in asking, hey, can you unlock it for me? I'll be dead by the time I get there. This I is know. just outrageous. That's what this kid did. And they, they knew it, but they still did it. I can't imagine being the parent of, of that child denied. The, and, and did well. I, and I'm wondering, this wasn't the first day the kid went to school, right? There, I've got so many questions. Like, if this kid had this chronic stuff, was this the first time they took the inhaler from him? Did the parents know? How, how did this, that this was going on at the school? I, I, I just, I don't even understand. I don't know if the kid told the parent. He, this was the second week of school, so I have a feeling they took it each day when he started school. Yeah, they, they probably took it each day. He probably didn't tell his parents, beca- and no. you know, and it was okay. Uh, meanwhile, we've got schools to, right now to where kids get to decide, go to the go to the school nurse and make a decision on getting an abortion, or go and get, make a decision uh, and, and control the uh, the decision whether or not to take puberty blockers. But this yeah. kid wasn't allowed to carry his inhaler. Pretty ridiculous. Do you have Bob? I think this is a good place to take a break. Okay. And then we come back. We'll have more with you, and that'll give me a chance to calm down over this inhaler story. Before, okay. I, before I throw my inhaler at DJ uh, Jalapeno over there. We'll be back. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Ooh, another great one, DJ Jalapeno. Thank you for bringing me some good tunes. Was that Rick Astley? Is that his name? You are getting Rick Rolled right now. Yes, I'm getting Rick Rolled. I'm <laughs> um, glad to have you guys here with me on this Friday. Thank you making me for making me laugh, Chris. I appreciate that. I needed that this week. And uh, I also appreciate the good news at the opening of his Friday segment here with Bob Walters earlier. He brought us some good news. But now we're in the middle of the Friday segment in which he tells us the straight scoop of what's happening in our schools. All right, Bob Walters, keep it All continuing. Right. I've got uh, reports on three different school board meetings, which are rather alarming. At a recent Vista school board meeting to discuss mask and vaccine requirements, chaos broke out and the board shut down the meeting three times. Then after they opened up the fourth time, they let a leader of the Let Them Breathe movement mm-hmm. came in the room without her mask, citing she had a medical exemption and presented the medical doctor report to them. But they kicked her out and locked the door. The meeting was adjourned and no parents were allowed to speak. Same thing in San, in San Marco uh, last week. The school board shut down public comment and then walked out of the room until all left. Mm-hmm. Later, after they were all gone, they snuck back in the room to finish the meeting without the audience. <laughs> They're such cowards, Bob Walters. I know. They're like such cowards. But you know what? I love this. Yeah, I need to invite that gal. Let them breathe on, on the show. She, yeah, they're they're part she's of San good. Diego. Yeah, she's really good. 
Uh, she's also does work and does rallies with Amy Reichert, who's been on the show, Reopen San Diego. This is, we just need more of this because they can run, but they can't hide. We just need to continue to have Americans all across the country from here and beyond pushing back against these crazy school boards and their little power mad little fiefdoms they've got going on. Um, I don't know if you heard, though, Bob, that we had, I think, dozens of um, from the El Cajon School District, uh, uh, El Cajon school kids and their parents that were stuck in Afghanistan. And, well, I did. I heard about that. Yeah, and um, I, I, I thought I'd heard reports that they were making their way back, and then I heard that they were still stuck there. So we've got to have continued prayers uh, for them. Um, uh, more, more stories back about- with his volunteers and rescued five thousand one hundred Christians and took them out of the country in one day. Oh, that's an update on the story. Yeah, I had them at two thousand. They're now yeah. at five thousand. They've gotten out. That's fantastic. Thousand one hundred. Yep. That's awesome. Um, do you have more right. for us? Moving on, Santa Ana School voted to require COVID testing every week for their 50,000 students at huge cost to the district and with at least four hours a week lost as kids have to wait in line to get the test each week. This is Uh, crazy, Bob. There has not been one child that has that I have found they the numbers are supposedly across the country since covid began 300 children have supposedly died from it and yeah. we don't want 300 children to die but children die every year from drowning to um you know um all kinds of ways that children die cancer etc there the world health organization did a study a year ago and said that they could not find one one story of a child who got it in school or gave it to anybody in a school and died there was not one. There was not one case of a child giving it to a teacher. Yeah, just overreaction, big time. I swear. And you got kids at Wildwood Elementary in Minnesota were made to practice zombie walking to keep them six feet apart from each other as they walk to the cafeteria <laughs> one at a time. Like what is zombie walking? Is that like um, the Hermit uh, her, her, Munster or yeah. Frankenstein, where they've got the arms outstretched? Is that what that is? Stretched and they had to just look on their face and they had to walk six feet apart one after the other into the cafeteria. Uh, the zombies are the, are the teachers and the school board and the principals going along with this kind of stuff. I those, agree. Are the brain de- those are the brain dead bents. Those are the zombies. Well, let me tell you something new and going on in California, which is coming. At least the parents can be alerted to it. Uh, they've got a new math curriculum that defies all logic. It's irresponsible to make the entire state a laboratory for a new controversial education theory without any review by the math community. It deprives students a chance to take deep algebra classes and geometry, and it replaces Common Core with a program that is called 21st Century Math. It minimizes algebra and geometry. It's so bad that the critics are saying, now we're going to have to import more workers from other countries where the knowledge matches what most high-level engineering jobs require, because we don't. Right. I mean, this is the intentional dumbing down of American citizens and kids. This yeah. is this is this is so that they can produce little um, soldiers for the state. It, the next step is going to be that they're going to be um, identifying and deciding the careers for these kids. Uh, and and when you put them in a position to where they don't have the ability to do um, engineering. Um, when they don't have the ability, and by the way, if you can't do math, um, you can't be an architect, right? I mean, you know, all of these careers are going to have to be outsourced to other countries. 
they can't do change in a drugstore either. So Right. I mean, what are they going to be able to do? We, we don't manufacture anymore, right? They're not putting them into trade classes, so they're not teaching them to swing a hammer. So what are they going to be able to do? If you, you can't even work in construction if you can't do math because you, you've got to measure. They had a lot of right? graphic examples that it's on, called 21st Century Math. You can look it up on the web page for the, anybody that wants to get more involved with it. But get ready. It's coming. Yeah, it is coming. Um, hmm. Okay, then you got Jan, uh, a woman called January Littlejohn in Tallahassee, Florida. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Was, yeah, wait, wait, wait you killed me. I got, I got, let me have my giggle moment. January Ticklefeather? <laughs> Was that her name? January Littlejohn. <laughs> I know. Weird name. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. We shouldn't laugh at her, but that's her name. Well, shocked, her 13-year-old daughter inadvertently revealed a secret. School leaders had asked her what name change she would like and what bathroom would she prefer. Mom said schools are creating a huge wedge between gender-confused kids and their parents, which is true. Kids with depression and anxiety, especially in these pandemic days, go unchecked and unresolved by pushing kids to, to transgender life decisions at an age far too young. But the principal said they would reconsider their position and make sure the parents are in the future appraised of any discussion on transsexual uh, life changes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mom fears for the day her daughter might have breasts removed and start taking masculine drugs, which cannot be undone when you grow up and change your mind for the reality of your life. No, these are permanent decisions being made on people that, um, you know, um, your brain doesn't develop till you're in your 20s. And if you, you know, I've said this before, if you as an adult, you want to change your name from Steve to Sally or Sally to Steve, you do that. But it's child abuse to be, to be you know, um, pushing gender dysphoria on kids and and all of this and putting them on puberty blockers and putting them on a track of, of permanence. And we know that suicide rates are high. And um, and if and if you don't trust me, you don't believe me, just watch the, you know, I Am Jazz uh, show and you can see that no matter what uh, what procedures jazz had and the and the which was ultimately p- put on puberty blockers and sex you know quote gender confirmation surgery at, it, before senior or high school jazz still on antidepressants and not able to go away to college jazz's problems were not solved by I... um, cutting off his winky and making him a she because cutting off his winky didn't make him a she and didn't solve his problem. So um, anything else? Is keeping it all from the parents. That's yeah. what the teachers are doing these days around the nation. Yes. They, they, they drive a wedge between the parents' trust of their kids and vice versa. That's right. Anything else before we have to say goodbye this week, my dear? Well, uh, I want to urge everybody to recheck again on wevekids.us. Great organization to get your family and your kids involved with after school. They got outline of what how what and how to do that, and with the school choice initiative coming up, I invite you all to check in with CaliforniaSchoolChoiceInitiative.org and put your name in so that when it comes out, it's it's been pushed back instead of mid September. It's coming out first week of October, and you'll be notified so we can get it to you and you can start passing the petition. But I wish that everybody would get involved with what they can at their school boards and with whatever else they can do to stay on top of what's going on in these schools because it's terrible. It is terrible. And this is a time to remind people that this, this, the schools and what's going on there and the purpose of it 
it affects every American. Don't think that because you don't have a kid in schools that it doesn't affect you. I agree. And it's, it's, it's basically eroding the character of the country, especially the CRT and some of these other ridiculous programs. Absolutely. It all erodes the basic fabric and family and trust and <laughs> American spirit and history uh, in this country, which I- is really a serious flaw. Right. Well, not only that, but, you know, um, in terms of this new math business, what they're doing is they're intentionally churning out kids that don't have any, don't have any ability to do anything. I know. So they're going to be dependent on the state, on the state, because they, they're not going to have any skills and any way to make a, make a living. So that's, that's, that's a real problem if you don't even understand the cultural implications. Bob Walters, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a good weekend. All right. We're going to take you. All right. We're going to take a tiny break. We come back here of the week and stink of the week. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K spelled K A Y E A K dynamite and address or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K show on the answer. San Diego. Return of the Mac, baby. That's me. I could just sit here and dance for the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been known to chair dance. So I was debating whether I should keep letting the song play or you get sidetracked. Or... Well, I guess we better stop playing it because i got to get real right now. Okay, all right. Um, it looks like, and I, th- with everything going on, I can't believe I missed this, but uh, the National Hurricane Center has said Hurricane Ida... Uh, is pointed directly at New Orleans, will reach 140 miles per hour as it makes landfall up the Mississippi Mississippi River Delta. So this is like straight on into New Orleans, coming up by way of Plaquemines Parish. Oh, gosh. Um, This could get ugly depending on uh, where it comes up. But, yeah, and, and the storm surge looks like it could it could be really ugly. Up also into the areas of Lake Maupaw, where I used to water ski. Um, so this one has me really nervous. It's due to land on the 16th anniversary of Katrina, by the way. So um, got us send prayers out there, down there to my family and friends. Um, there was not an area where Katrina hit that I didn't have family and friends, and this one has me nervous. Um, however... You know, my, my friends and family down there are prepared with insurance and they're, they're to protect their property and they do the right thing when they, and they evacuate. So, um, but I certainly hope that everybody does take this storm seriously. And I know what it's like to be sitting in my car trying to, trying to leave, seeing, uh, leaving my parents at the house with a, with a, just a category three coming up and being scared. And so this just makes my heart palpitate. So I'm really worried right now and I'm hoping that, um, that at least lessens before it makes landfall on Sunday morning. Um, This could be a bit of good news to end on. Um, It looks as though, I I don't know if this is true or not, but they started doing drone strikes. And listen, if they're going to be, if they're, if they're issuing drone, uh, implementing drone strikes on ISIS, I I don't know why they're calling it ISIS-K. This is ridiculous. I didn't like what the Obama administration called it ISIL. It's the Islamic State of whatever, okay? These are Islamic terrorists. And the reason why I get frustrated with these, trying to come up with these clever names for these different groups is I don't care what you call it. I don't care what name you give it. This is Islamic terror. Terror, right? They 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 all they all say Allah Akbar before they you know drop a 
you know, strap a suicide bomb on somebody. This game playing name, uh, gaming the names of these different groups is part of the problem of us not understanding the enemy. It doesn't matter what these groups are. They all share the same ideology. But reportedly tonight that there was a U.S. drone strike that supposedly killed an ISIS-K planner. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know how they would know that. Um, I don't know how that they would know. Um, I, I guess we're supposed to trust the intelligence from an intelligence community that's failed. Excuse me if I'm if I'm skeptical on this. You know, um, I, we haven't we have an intelligence community uh, that failed us every step of the way, from the Sarnayev brothers to Pulse nightclub to San Bernardino and beyond. Major Nadal Hassan. You know, we know back at the Bob Mueller and the FBI they removed from uh, terror investigation. Uh, means and practices they removed any reference to sharia and islamic terror and we know that for years now they've been declaring that the greatest threat i mean under you know um napolitano janet napolitano saying that returning veterans from uh, from iraq and afghanistan were, were a greater threat than islamic terror so um i don't trust our intelligence community they spent the last four years trying to go after a free and fairly elected donald trump so no uh the intelligence community was used to falsely spy on the president of the United States in order to cook up some dopey impeachment deal over a phone call to Ukraine they did every right uh, to make. So I don't trust our intelligence community. I don't know why anybody would. And this just is a little too, too, a little too convenient for the Biden administration to try to cover up the crap that they've done this week in the killing of Americans. So no, I don't believe it. Show me the body. Show me the proof of what uh, this ISIS-K planner supposedly did. Here of the week and stink of the week. Um... I got to give a runner up to my man, DJ Jalapeno, because I didn't think anybody could make me smile. So the fact that you made me smile this week on this Friday playing some good tunes has you as a nominee to Hero of the Week for me. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. That's my job to make you happy. Very good. Thank you. And I like it when anybody sees it as their job to make me happy. (laughs) Don't push it. We we need more people in the world who see it as their job to make AK happy. Okay. Um. Stink of the week is clearly, well, there's so much stink of the week. I don't know. It, it, it's it's a combination. It's the Biden administration, right? It's the Biden administration. It's this man who, who, who decrepit, corrupt, um, what was the name of the crypt, crypt killer, crypt keeper, you know, coming to, coming to who, who could barely get through the teleprompter yesterday. But more importantly of what's going on, I, you know who is the greater stink of the week? It's not even Blinken from Secretary of State. It's the military. It's these military leaders. It's the millies of the world. It's the head of the CENTCOM of the world who have allowed the U.S. military to go from a fighting force to take out the bad guys into one that's now partnering with terrorists. And my heroes of the week are the U.S. military that in spite of of who left them as lambs to slaughter, go out there, continue to volunteer, continue to put their lives on the line, continue to fight for our freedoms and to fight for the freedoms of the Afghanis over there that they did and gave up their lives in the course of fighting for freedoms. God bless our entire U.S. military. God bless you listeners out there. Thanks to the callers. Thanks to Bob Walters. Thank you, DJ Jalapeno. Thank you. Love you all. See you Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out.